okay? The urge I've been feeling lately has been consistent with something I said a couple months ago. I was scrolling through Instagram and I was just starting to feel convicted and how I had backslidden back into social media. Even after all that God had shown me, he had to pull off of me because of it. Because of years of being zombified and just spending hours and hours and hours and hours a day on social media, not even realizing the time has passed, just such a zombie that I just, I close the app and I open it back up and I close the app and I open it back up and I'm just on it like a zombie all day. And I don't even notice, you know, that I'm doing that. It's like something that's controlling my body. And I felt as if that the demon that was on me was what was controlling my body and controlling me and doing this. But the reason why it was so difficult with this, probably it, it might have something to do with just being in denial. But honestly, I think that the reason why this was, I slipped back into this and it was difficult was because what I found was that I got a lot of messages from God through social media. That doesn't mean that he's not leading you away from something. He may just decide to use whatever it is that you're spending so much time into in order to get a message to you. That doesn't mean that he doesn't want you to let something go. Sometimes he will use the exact thing that you're wasting so much time on to get you the message that you have to let it go. So I'm not saying that I don't agree that social media was one of the things that he was telling me to shed. And God had warned me that I would backslide right back into everything that he had pulled me out of. And that is sad because, you know, I had made it so far and I had so many different things have been exposed in the process. I felt like, why would he tell me that? Why would you even tell me that I was going to do something like that? Why would you even discourage me like that? Because ever since you said it, it felt like I never felt like I was, you know, even ever going to be able to do it because you said that it kind of just like I feel like it it ruined my chances of doing it of never going back I think that if I hadn't heard that that and I don't want to blame God like God is the issue because he's never the issue or the problem he's always right and all that he does but but after I heard that I just felt like you know, so why do why do I even try? And I still try anyways, despite that discouragement, despite everybody telling me you're dumb. He already told you what you're going to do. So you might as well skip this whole part of suffering and, and stuff for him and just do whatever it is that you're going to do. Like he said, you're going to do it. And I said, you know, if the enemy wanted to discourage me or deter me away from something that God was leading me into, what would he do? He would pose as an angel of light. He would pretend as if he was God and he would lie and pretend as if, you know, I wouldn't be able to complete this. So I'm not going to be able to do it this entire time. He's been trying to convince me I wouldn't be able to do it. And look what I just did. I just did it. So, you know, well, God just did it through me. So I don't need to. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep doing it. I could have stopped right there. It was so much advice and so many words. Like I've heard, I've heard people saying, I didn't think she was, I didn't know she was going to do it. No, I knew she was going to do it. She didn't have to. It would have happened for her anyways, but I knew she would. 
And then I heard, like, I didn't even expect to get this much out of her. You know, I'm glad I got her. I got this much out of her. You know, like, kind of like, you know, and then so many people just like, yeah, you got her to do all that. You know, you changed her like this. You did all that. You was, you the, you know, you such and such. You, the, you this person. You that person. Like, and this person just like, I didn't even know I had the power to do all that. You know, and all this time, it's like, this is a lie. Like, these are lies. This is obviously Satan trying to deter me from everything that God just exposed. He's already getting started on a whole nother plot and plan to destroy everything God is building and to distract me from the path that God has placed me on and to keep me from moving forward and further in my faith. So I didn't believe any of it. And I kept a note of it, though, because I'm like, you know, after what had just happened, they can't possibly expect me to believe anything that they say right now, but they're still saying it. So I gave it the benefit of the doubt. And I said, maybe, you know, the fact that I could still hear these things that they're saying and the fact that they aren't shy about it, this is maybe something God wants me to hear. Possibly. You know, God even came to me and said, I said to God, God, why? If this is not real, if this was not you, why would you let them do this? Why would you let them go this far using your name? You know, and how could they ever imitate you in this manner? This has to be you. Only you can perform miracles like this. And God said, I had to provide for you despite what they were doing. It's not what what God was pretty much saying. After all that you had done, how could I leave you without nothing? After all that you're, as far as you're willing to go for me, even though they never plan to give you anything, how could I leave you without nothing? So in a way, they think that they control God now. They think that they can control God by doing that. But this is why I'm suffering, because they keep trying to control God through me. And God is like, I cannot move just because they're trying to force a move from me. And this is what I felt like for a while. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Like, as I said, what would the, how would the enemy deter you? How would he try and, de, and deceive you after you've been shown something so big and so obvious by God that no one can deny what happened there? How would the enemy try and deter you? You know, a mil- it's, I'm sure it's a million different lies he can come up with. But specifically, he's going to try and make you seem like that wasn't God. I mean... I can't convince you that what happened didn't happen because you know this happened. And since you won't go for any of that, I just have to completely just deny it ever being God at all. I have to completely deny God ever being, you know, a part of this. I have to make it seem as if, you know, you got lucky. I didn't get lucky. I'm blessed. God chose me. And this cannot be fabricated. But something that's just been on my heart lately is like, Can I can I handle staying around my family? Do I just have to let them go? You know, in this process, I've learned so much. And I feel that I've reached so many different heights. And I feel that I'm here for a reason. And God said, revise the people. And that I'm, I'm doing that and have been doing that. And I don't know if I'm done. But in this process, I feel like this has been, you know, it's 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 definitely a reason why I stay. But maybe it still it still means it's time to go. You know, last time I left here, you know, things happened and like my car flipped and everything and 
like the thing, whatever it was, it followed me. It's like I couldn't get away from it anyway, so I decided to come back. And on my way back, I heard, you know, crowds cheering, like I hear often, making me feel like this is where I need to be. But this stress that I'm under, all that all that I'm going through, everything that I have to suffer through, it's inhumane. Nobody should have to continue to suffer like this or live like this. I feel like I'm a prison a prisoner any and everywhere I go. I cannot do anything unless, of course, it's affecting me actually helping someone. So I have to feel convicted about, like, anytime I do something for myself or anything that I do for myself, how it's affecting others, I have to feel convicted about that. You know, it doesn't feel fair. But I don't want to let go of my family, and it almost feels as if I can't. And I remember God talking about this been on my heart lately. God was talking about how you know, when you when you get into the industry, you sell your soul to the devil, what happens is they use everybody around you to control you. Your whole family, all your friends, they use them to control you. Remember he told me this when I was 15 years old. And what I said to God was, I said, well, that doesn't sound so bad. The people that you love control you as, as opposed to, you know, who whoever controls you. It's like they all control you, but... These people, they don't have good intentions for you. They hate you. They don't like you. They do everything they can to make your life harder. And they get to control you. They give them the power to control you. They give the the people who don't want well for you, who don't mean well for you, the power to control you. And this is what it's like to be in the Illuminati. And I knew that. I had already known that for so long, and it's like this thing just manifests in the way that it is. Like, I'm like, this is definitely that. It's just being exposed as true. But the the reason why I ran ran away from this for so long is because I said, I'm not in the Illuminati, though. I'm not in it, nor will I ever be. I haven't sold my soul to the devil. I did quite the opposite, actually. I'm fighting the devil every single day with the word of God. I'm choosing God. I'm fighting towards God. You know, if this is selling your soul to the devil, then the deliverance never happened. It never happened then. Because they they told me throughout the entire year, you have no power. You already sold your soul to the devil. You already sold your soul to me. You don't have a choice. You know, I already own you and you already bowed to me. And this is the stuff that they would tell me, but I never accepted it. I never, I said, no, I didn't. No, I don't. I belong to God. And then on the day of the deliverance, this demon finally exposed itself saying, finally, you bow to me. And the way that they said it, like you, I would have never gotten you to bow to me. And even then knew it was still lying because knew that, you know, I was bowing to God. Knew that I was bowing to God. And on that day, God said, don't let the devil boss you around. And I don't. He only had to say it one time. Out of all this time. So I don't let the devil boss me around. But I'm supposed to continuously, continuously go back and forth battling him for me, for my family, for my friends, for my life. I'm tired. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm not a robot. I'm not a robot. I'm a human. I'm a person. 
I get tired. I cannot be perfect. Like, I'm over this. Like, I'm so over it. It makes me feel like, you know, maybe I should give up. Because surely God doesn't intend for me to continue on like this for the rest of my life. Even though I've even said, like, I would just have to, instead of worshiping Satan, instead of, you know, ever doing or being anything in the manner of Satan, ever bowing to Satan, I would just rather fight for the rest of my life. But this cannot continue on like this. I don't even think I'm going to survive. I'm getting so many messages every day, all day. They're going to get her to kill herself. They're going to kill her. She's going to die. Because they're trying to kill me. And why isn't God interfering more? Why isn't he stopping this? Why is my life being played over like this? And then I'm blamed for it. Like, it's what you allow. You're allowing this. I'm just doing everything I possibly can to be everything that God is destined for me to be. I'm never allowing people to play over my life. If I was allowing them to play over my life, I wouldn't be fighting so hard every single day. This doesn't make any sense. Allowing them to fight over my life, allowing them to do whatever it is that they're doing would be being on their side. And they don't hate me because I'm on their side. I'm not allowing any of this and I don't understand it. I don't understand how people see it that way. I don't understand how this is happening like this. I understand I could be applying myself way more. And God says I have so much more inside of myself. And maybe that's what he wants to pull out of me. But I am tired. I'm hurt. Like, I don't see how I can continue on in this manner. But I don't want to give up on my assignment. I don't want to give up on the people that he's given me to give a second chance to. I don't want to give up. If I'm their chance, if I'm their opportunity, if I'm their way out, if I'm their second chance, I don't want to give up on them because that's just selfish. Because I'm tired, but I'm fighting so hard. It's like, have I enabled them to believe that they don't have to try it all? That they don't even have to put in even a little bit of effort? When they could be helping more, they're like, oh, she got it. Have I enabled them to believe that because I'm tired? And if it's more that they could be doing, I would really appreciate it. But as I've been in this situation throughout this process, what I've learned is that, to be quite honest, like, this probably is the amount of work that God has set out for me. This, this most likely probably is the amount of work that God has intended for me to have. It probably is. I'm tired. I have so many different things I'm fighting every day from so many different angles. You know, people see you running something and then they want to come over there and try you. Like, I bet you wouldn't run me like that. Or I I just want to try you, you know, because I don't know. Some people may be intimidated by you. They feel like you'll be coming for them soon or something. I don't know. Oftentimes, I really feel like, you know, people know exactly what they're doing. 
They see your plate full. They see your hands full. They see that you really can't take on so much. They, you know, step in when they, you know, when you're at a disadvantage. So they can be at an advantage because they don't believe that they will be at one. Otherwise, possibly, that's what I believe. But some people just don't care. I don't believe that, though. People pay. People know what they're doing. You know, for so long, I've take. I've just taken a look into minds. I've thought about. That. I've had so much time to think about this and analyze these different things. And I feel that I've just did everything I could to take a look into other minds and just ask God, like, you know, how does this go from this and that goes from that? You know, learning development and all this other stuff and how pe- and thought processes and different things like that. And God is saying, yeah, you pretty much got it. That's the truth. The devil is a liar. What he's saying is the thought process you had and pretty much how you got from A to B is probably how most people are going to get from A to B. Yes, your thought process may be different pertaining to your personal perspective or different things that you might be drawn to or surrounded by or taught. But generally... That's, you know, that's pretty much how the, how the brain is, you know, learning, how the brain is developing. So you're not crazy. These people have probably come across these same thoughts. Not exactly, not per se, but they have thought about it. There's no way you can skip over thinking about these different things and still end up with that answer. And still end up with that solution. So people know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're choosing that. Don't fool yourself into believing. People don't know their being. That's who they decided to be. It's who they are. And when people are wrong and they know you know they're wrong, the only thing that they can get you to do is believe that they don't know what they're doing, that they're not responsible for their actions, that they are not aware of what they're doing now the reason why I still give the benefit of the doubt is because I would hate for someone to believe or assume that I'm aware of what I'm doing when I'm not sometimes I'm just ignorant to things sometimes I really just don't know like it's just been exposed to me recently that you know it's been exposed to me recently that I have like little rooms in my mind, in my heart, in my head that help me with different things that I have issues with daily, like bugs, like my food touching, like certain foods, eating certain foods. And while I knew these things were there, I'm convinced in my heart and my mind that, you know, like these things don't bother me. And it's all because of these little rooms in my head that are helping them not bother me. That I've built up since a child. And so maybe I know somewhere deep down, somewhere I know, but I still not, I just don't know. I would hate for someone to think that I'm wrong. I'm just not aware. So I still give people the benefit of the doubt and I still do everything I can to give that a fighting chance, just as much of a fighting chance as believing that they know what they did and they know what they're doing and automatically accusing them because people who 
who rather punish you first, guilty before proven innocent instead of innocent before proven guilty, it's messed up. It's just messed up. You know, it's a it's a it's a bad mindset to have. You're automatically accusing people of being wrong before they get a chance to be proven right. Like it's just messed up. Like to live in a society like that where you're not given a fighting chance first. God doesn't do that, even though he could. The courts here don't even do that, even though oftentimes is they're led and driven by a bunch of wicked people. They do it, but that's not the law. So I don't like that mindset, and I don't want to adopt it. So I don't, and I have it, and maybe it's paying off, but... Either way it go, am I supposed to be this stressed? Am I supposed to be this overworked? I feel overworked and underpaid because oftentimes I can't even do what I want to do when I want to do it. Everything's been made so much diff- so difficult and it's like everybody around me is just feeding off of me and they don't care if I drop dead tomorrow. And if I do, and I was working so hard in order to provide for everybody around me, that everything would just have been in vain because these people are do not plan to continue a legacy or uh, break generational curses or or create generational wealth. They don't they don't plan or 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 even they don't plan to continue that. They don't plan to do that. Like they're so selfish. They're not thinking about nobody but themselves. I don't want to assume that either, though. Like, maybe they do want to create generational wealth. They just don't want me to do it. You know, maybe they do want to continue on. They just don't want me to have succeeded in doing that because I've worked so hard and I wanted it so bad. They just don't want me to have it. But I can't imagine you not wanting me to have it and actually planning to do it for yourself. If you don't want me to have it, you're not going to want my kids to have it. If I ever have kids, you're not going to want your kids to have it. If they if they ever have kids, you're not going to want your kids' kids to have it. If you don't want someone to have it, you don't want somebody else to have it. You cannot. I know certain people feel like, no, I can root for them and I root for you. Please. If you can't stand to see somebody else win, you just can't stand to see somebody else win. You'll say, maybe if it was somebody else and then it come to somebody else and you do the same thing. You just can't stand to see somebody else win. That's why it's very important to be able to see any and everybody win in order for you to. If you if it's a certain person, it's like, nah, that person I just can't stand to see win. You can't stand to see nobody win then. It's in you. It got to be anybody out here you'd be willing to see win. And people want me to believe that it's just me that they don't want to see win. Please get out of here. No, I do not believe that. Now, that's one thing. I'm pretty much settled on. You can't stand to see somebody else win. You can't stand to see nobody else win. You want it to just be you, and what would that be like? You want to just rule this world and be the only one winning? Some people are really aroused by that idea, but that's unfortunate because it'll never be. You'll never be the only person in this planet winning. First of all, because it's God, He always wins. So that's a fact you'll never be the only one. Second of all, if you ever even make it to the point where you've won, you've won more than everybody else, it won't be for long. Now, I also, also want to talk about this other situation that's been on my heart. You know, 
this Mama Odie character from like Princess and a Frog. But her name is something else. It do start with O. But I couldn't remember. I can't remember. OJ or something like that. And it's like Mama Miss, something like that. Miss Mama Miss OJ or something like that. But I can't remember her real, you know, her and her name. But I do know it starts with an O. But all I know is she said to me, her advice was, listen, if they doing this much in order to keep you from something or they doing all of this in order to, you know, take something from you, then you should just let them have it because it's not worth losing your life over. And, you know, I felt like, dang, I got that advice so many different times and it's like she like 800 years old. So I'm like, maybe that's how she got to be 800 years old. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know if I could take, like her stories are so awesome, but I just don't know how, how I can, you know, take that advice. How can I just let somebody take everything that I am? They will never stop at that. They will never stop. You let somebody take something from you, they will always keep coming back to take more. They will never, they will always know that you're the person they could take something from. Like, you try to take my life, you try to take my heart, you try to take my mind, you try to steal my body. What more can you take? At that point, I don't. I won't have a life anyways. I gotta fight you. So I don't even know why I asked for the advice, but regardless of anything, like, that's the advice that I was given. And I don't think I'll ever be the kind of person who could sit down and just take it like that. So I'm fighting, regardless of what that looks like. Because other people see fighting as, you know, being violent, you know, going to steal stuff back constantly. You know, just being as negative as they are being. No, I can't. And they hate me more because of it. Because I don't feed into it in that way. You're not going to steal it back. You're not going to curse me out back. You're not going to you know, attack me back. You're not going to go and try and destroy my life back. You're not going to do all these things I'm doing to you back, no. You know, they hate me more. And that just goes to show that's the best way of doing things. You you intimidate them way more when you don't threaten their lives. Instead, you pray that they succeed. Instead, you pray that everything works out for them. Instead, you pray that they end up with everything they've ever wanted instead. Like, I pray you get everything that you are, you know, fighting fighting so hard to take. I pray it's handed to you. I pray you never have to take again. I pray that everything works out for you. I pray not an early grade for you, but a late one. I pray that before you get to it, you turn, you turn, you turn everything around. And you're shown so much mercy and grace that you can still possibly even make it into heaven one day. I pray you make it right on everything wrong you've ever done. I pray everybody forgives you for what you've done. I pray that you don't even do as much damage that will require a lot of consequences. I pray everything works out for you. <laughs> I don't wish bad on people. God told me at a young age, everything you wish on somebody else is a possibility of happening to you. Don't wish anything bad on nobody. And if, you, if you're doing that accidentally just out of emotional out of emotion and you always have the opportunity to repent, ask God for forgiveness and do everything in your power to start wishing good on them to make up for all the bad you've been wishing. But I feel like I, it's no advice I can ever get from anybody but God. Now. 
and I've already known it, but, you know, I was still giving different things the benefit of the doubt. So I'm like, it's so hard. Why is it being made so hard for me to accept advice from God? Why is it being made so hard for me? Because I only want advice from God. I want advice from nobody or nothing else. People will really torture you because you won't allow them to manipulate you. You won't allow them to have their way in your life. You won't, let, you won't allow them to have their way in your mind, in your mindset of thinking, in your way of doing things. Because you choose God, because you let God choose for you, because you let God direct your life, because you let God be your number one, people will really torture you for that. And so you have to fight them. And the only way to fight them is to let them know you will never take his spot. That's the only way to fight them because... I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm actually enabling people to believe that they ever have the opportunity to be God in my life. Because the way people show up and they're like, you know, I should be God to you. Or why can't I be God to you? Or you don't think I'd be a better God? It's almost as if I put out, you know, hiring, now hiring you know, pictures, tabs, whatever, cars all over the world talking about, I need a new God. I'm hiring a new God. I never, ever, ever insinuated that anybody could ever taste God, God's place in my life. Matter of fact, I've done the opposite. I've made sure that it's clear in my heart who God is at all times and that he can never be replaced, that there's no one who, who could ever fill his shoes. I don't even have to make sure. I just know it. It just is what it is. I've been this way my whole life. So why do people really want to show up and feel like, well, I just got to be God to you. I never enabled it. So I feel like that's another confirmation that it's like, don't ever listen to somebody when they say you're allowing this behavior. The only reason these things are happening to you in your life because you allow this kind of behavior. Imagine what that's like hearing that from someone who's been abused. Imagine what that's like when you are victim blaming. This is just like what they tell rapists, people who've been raped, excuse me. They'll say, well, you asked for it. What were you wearing that day? Why did you lead him on? Why did you ever link up with him? Why did you, you know, talk to him? Why were you where you were you where you were at when it happened? Like out of all these questions, you never asked why you did it. So don't ever let somebody make you feel like this this behavior happens because you're enabling it. You're allowing this behavior and so it continues. That's a lie. That's that's nonsense. Because one thing you should know is that most likely if it's behavior you did not like or appreciate, you probably made that clear. Nine times out of ten, you made that clear that you you did not appreciate that behavior, that you did not want it to continue, and that you did not, you no way you gave them the green light, it's okay to act or behave that way towards me. They continued on anyways. They probably wouldn't even do it to someone who wanted to be treated that way. So no way you're enabling that. This is just who they are. Know that. But give them the benefit of the doubt for not knowing better. Pray for them. Pray that everything works out for them. They learn how to treat people. They find, you know, a release in God so that they can...
turn away from that kind of behavior and stop thinking that it's necessary in order to somehow satisfy or satiate any type of urge or, or, you know, temptation or arousement that they have in their body and their souls and their minds. Because oftentimes people who act this way, they are aroused by this behavior and they think that it's something is good. You know, they think something, they think it's okay to behave in that manner towards individuals, towards people. It's okay to take. It's okay to overpower. It's okay to abuse. It's okay to, you know, manipulate. It's okay to make myself feel better off the back of you. No, it's not. That will never be okay. And then they make it feel corny when you are willing to be treated that way instead of treating someone that way. You corny. You will let that happen to you instead of doing it back. You will let that happen to you instead of becoming the kind of person that do that. What's wrong with you? I can never be like you. You're corny. I can never hang around you. You don't got it like that. This is the world we live in. You corny. For choosing to be a good person, choosing to never treat somebody like that, for choosing to rather be treated like that than to ever treat someone like that. Not that you're saying just treat me like that, but you're saying if I before I ever treat someone else like that, I would rather be treated like that. You're corny for that. Unaccepted, cast out, isolated, set aside. But on the other hand, the people who decide to treat people and do people this way, everyone hates it. Everyone hates them. Everyone hates that behavior. But they rather acknowledge that first. And it's not because it's actually better. It's because they're afraid. They know if it comes down to it, it's much easier to do that. So they'll say, well, I respect that more. Because they just don't want to do the work. So... I'm seeing this. I see things are trying to open up for the summer. I had a vision about a club, some sort of club thing. You know, I was at the club and it was these girls and, you know, I don't know who it was that I was there in. Clearly, it's somebody else's whole body. But this just happened on Friday, I believe. And right before Memorial Day weekend, or Saturday, actually. And... I fought somebody, and I don't know what happened. Something told me, like, don't fight, don't do it. Like, something was trying to hold me back. It was something they were trying to hold me back. Like, don't, just don't fight, just don't do it, you know. But it just happened in a split second. It's like, make her fight, such and such. And it was just this feeling like, now, why would you just do that? Like, something just triggered me or ticked me off. Like, the person just did something, like, must have put their hands on me or must have just said or did something. Like, all I know is I felt like something in my neck, in my head, like something just like in my mind. Like, it was just something like just came at me. I don't know what that was, but obviously if they have the, if they want to, they have the ability to start fights, arguments, anything with anybody, they can control you. You know, this is why you have to choose never to fight, never to argue, never to steal, never to do nothing back that they doing to you. Only to be led by God's word and truth and to always submit it over to God. Pray, let it go. Let them curse you out, spit on you, talk about you, drag you through the mud, torture you, torment you. Let them do whatever to you because 
the only reason that they are doing that is because when it comes down to it, they know that they don't have control over you. They're upset because they cannot control you. Whenever you lift a hand, raise a hand and hit somebody, whenever you spit on somebody, whatever it is that you do to somebody, they know that they're controlling you. I heard them saying earlier, eat my poo, or I'm spitting on you, or, you know, I get to do whatever I want to do to you. You can't do nothing back. Like, just doing everything in their power to provoke a reaction out of me, I just keep praying. I just keep praying and trying to worship God and be in God's presence. And everybody's laughing at me. Look at all that they're making you do. Look at everything that they got you into. Look at all of this and look at all of that. The second you oblige them, the second you're like, you know what? What do I got to do? Because I don't want to keep allowing you to control me or make you feel like, allow you to feel like you're doing something to me. The second you oblige them, Satan is like, thank you. You got her back to me. I heard him many times. Thank you. You got her back. Thank you. And he gives them a kiss for getting you back to them, for getting you back to him. I promise you, this is not a game. If you are not living by the word of God, if you are not allowing God to lead and guide your life in every decision that you make, you better know it's Satan. It's what it is. It's difficult. It's hard. I'm being tortured. I'm being tormented. It's been going on for so long, but it's what it is. And everybody say, you're so stupid. You're so dumb. You're still fighting for this family who ain't never fought for you. You're fighting for a family who sold you out for money. You're fighting for a family who sacrificed you, who tried to sacrifice you to the devil. You're fighting for a family that constantly and consistently chews Satan over you. They bow down to Satan. They're une- you aren't equally yoked with them. But God told me to continue to fight for them. God told me that demons have possessed their body and I have the opportunity to get them back from Satan. Satan is less confident because I choose God and I believe him. He was way more confident before that I would never get them back. And yes, I might be wrong because I'm not doing everything I possibly could at all times. I'm still making mistakes, but at least I'm still trying. The second I say they're not worth fighting for, the second I stop trying, the second I give up, he'll get his confidence back. That's my family. He can't have my family. And if he could have my family, then I wouldn't have the opportunity to get them back. He hates me. He's making my life a living hell right now. Because I have the opportunity to get them back. And if they really don't mean nothing to him and he hates them so much and they, they have, they're of no value to, to him, then why would he be taking me through all of this when I have the opportunity to give them back? Trust me, when somebody don't want nothing or is of no value to them, they forget they even had it. You come back for it, they they won't even notice you took it back. They don't guard it all day and all night, fighting you, putting you and taking you through everything and keep you from having it. Satan is a liar. He needs us way more than we'll ever need him. So I'm not giving up on my family as as much as they clown me for it, as much as as difficult as they make it. God has obviously called me to higher levels because he must have known that I would take this route and I would oblige him, that I will fight for my family, that I will put in everything I have for them, that I will go hard, and that I will charge at Satan about them every time about them. As stupid, as dumb as I was made to look, as much as I had to suffer or go through, even at the hands of them. 
So this is what it is. It's still hard. It's not being made no easier just because I'm talking about it. But, you know, if it's anybody out there, whoever will listen to this and they and something or someone or, you know, you just get a feeling like I, I can't deal with my family. My family has never appreciated me. They've never loved me. You know, they make me feel isolated and alone and it's better to be alone than to feel alone keep fighting for them it, whether it's a, a a marriage a husband or a wife your children your cousins your aunt whoever it is in your family that you like, i just don't rock with them i just don't deal with them i just don't come around them know that satan is attacking our relationship for a reason it doesn't matter what y'all don't have in common it doesn't matter how much y'all hate each other it doesn't matter what y'all are going through Satan is attacking your relationship for a reason. It's probably so much power hidden and found in that relationship. And how how could you ever let him have that? He's never going to tell you what you're missing out on. You're going to have to find out for yourself. Never let them go. Nothing is worth letting go of. The advice I feel has never changed since I was younger. Family is always going to be family. You don't get to switch your family out. You don't get to trade your family out. And oftentimes, so many people around you who feel like it feels like I just be better off without them. They're not adding nothing to my life. They only take away. Don't let them get away. Find common ground. Become stronger because another thing, that's a challenge inside of yourself. Are you too afraid to be around them? You're afraid to be around them. You're afraid that they provoke a reaction out of you and you won't have any control over yourself every time you're around them. Challenge your strength inside of yourself. I don't care what this logic sounds like. Challenge your strength inside of yourself that you will not be moved, that you will be the same person you was going to be in front of any person, whether it was love or hate. Challenge that. That was That's where real strength comes from. When someone can say a certain thing or do a certain thing, you automatically all bent out of shape and provoked. They've won and they know it. Why do you think they keep doing it? Why do you think Satan keep using them to do that? Don't ever let somebody have that much power or control over you but God. I'm challenging that inside of myself every day. Judas sat right in front of Jesus' face and stole out the money back every single day. And and Jesus still washed his feet, still kissed him, still fed with him, ate with him. And even allowed him to speak about Mary as if Mary was the wrong one. And he knew he was stealing out the money back. He knew Jesus like Mary. Jesus really loved Judas. He really loved these people. But you can never allow these people to provoke any type of reaction out of you. Don't allow nobody to have that kind of control over you. Trust me, they love it. I have people all around me in the spirit. Every single time they're able to provoke a reaction out of me or get anything out of me. They are starving. They starve. I starve them. I starve them of these things. And anytime they're able to provoke any kind of reaction or anything out of me, you hear them moaning. As if they're having sex with Satan. They're in bed with the devil. And it's about you and the reactions they pull off of you every time. Do you have somebody that every time you're around them, you're like, oh, this person. Trust me, every single time they're aroused that you feel that way about them. That's what they wanted. And they got it. Don't ever let nobody win over you. People really, people really kill me with this, but it ain't even really people, it's demons. 
I've met demons. I'm a demon hunter. I've met them. And what the first thing I notice about these demons, man, you act like people in my life. I mean, literally, like, identical. Identical. Everything that the demons say, everything they do, their behavior, mannerisms. You know, the stuff that they, how they provoke you, how they hang around you, what they decide to mess with in your heart, your mind, in your life. The stuff that they do, it just, it's all different kind of people. You would think these demons was your family because they are. Your family is possessed, so fight for them. You ever heard somebody say, Satan got my family? I'm worshiping all day and all night. I'm praising God. I'm in church, but Satan got my family. Satan got my friends. Satan got my wife slash husband. Satan got my children. This is real. He really got them. You got to fight for them. God's going to give them back, though, because if you ever know, if you ever get to a place where you know that he's got them, he's giving them back. He's getting them back. Don't give up on them. Out of all the struggles and trouble I've seen my family go through throughout the years, I wonder why we ain't all scattered all over the place. Ben had given up on each other. And the fact of the matter is, God kept us through it all, and he's going to continue to keep us. There's no situation, no reason in the world that we should ever be separated. Because years later, after you're done with these people in your life, after you've given up on them or whatever, after you spent all this time away from them for whatever reason, you won't even remember the reason or the pain behind it. Even if you do, it still won't make up all the time spent away from them. You can never get time back. It's the most expensive thing in the world. It's priceless. You can never get it back. And... It's some people who are going to lie to themselves. They're going to be in denial years later. I don't regret that. I don't wish that I spent, you know, more time with this person. I don't wish that I forgave him for whatever it was. I don't wish that we just moved forward in that relationship. And you will have seen how much that took a toll on them years. How much it played a part. How much it weighed down on their heart and their mind for years. Every single time they had the urge to call that person. Make right with that person. To forgive them for whatever whatever it was they done. And it's a, it's a challenge. You got to grow into, into becoming that big of a person and do that to know when you're wrong and to let things go. No matter what the other person decides to do because you can't control their reaction. They might decide not to deal with you. Or they might feel like, well, since you're the one running back, I can treat you any old kind of way. It takes a big person. <gasps> To be able to admit when they're wrong and still be willing to establish boundaries despite how, who somebody else decided to be. So, I think that another question I feel like was coming up recently, but I feel like I've already got past it. Like, the question of, like, okay, so Jesus allowed Judas to stay around him and betray him over to Satan. And if he did it, he would be alive today. Or excuse me, not today. He would have stayed. He would have been alive, Pat. He wouldn't have been crucified if he didn't just trust Judas. Besides that, anyways, I don't want to be like Jesus. I don't want to trust a Judas. I don't want to do that. You know, being like Jesus means that I have to let people run all over me and you know treat me any kind of way and curse me and I don't curse them back and get away with everything that they do and. All this other stuff, if that's what being like Jesus is, I don't want to be like Jesus. 
I don't need to be like Jesus. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people think that Jesus allowed people to run over him. You need to know that Jesus was in full control at all times. He is God. He is the son of God. So he was also in control at all times. So what does that mean for the things that he allowed? That means that that is the way to be in control. You think that you're in control when you do things the other way you're not. You're saying, if I do it back or if I, st- if I you know, if I jump at them or if I, make, if I let them know that I'm not the one to be played with like that, I control the situation. No, you don't. Satan controls the situation. And he'll never release that control over you. So it's better to give the control over to God. Let God control it. Follow his footsteps. Judas was wrong. And he didn't care. He played in Jesus' face. He ate with him anyways. But Jesus didn't whisper to Judas what to go do. He whispered to the Satan inside of him. This is what I feel like I'm doing every single day. When I'm sitting here fighting for my family members and they're saying, and I know what they're about to do, I know what they're up to, I always whisper to them, just do it. Just get it done. I'm not ever talking to them. They don't ever hear it. I'm talking to the demon that controls them and they don't even realize it. This happens to me every day. This happens to me all the time. This is real. Demons are controlling the people that you love and you have to fight for them. The only way that they will ever be able to you know, start to realize that you're fighting for them is when they see that you will forgive them, when they see that you won't react, when they see that you're not harboring resentment towards them, when they see that you are not allowing these things to hurt you, when they see that you're working hard every single day to still love them past whatever they decide to do to you, by then they'll say, hold on. They'll take a step back one day, finally, when they realize it, which may not be as long as you think. They'll take a step back and they'll say, they they love me. They see me. They care for me. And maybe it will provoke a different reaction out of them. You just have to build on it. It's worth fighting for as much as any amount of money in this world worth fighting for. We'd we be willing to do this for our jobs. We'd be willing to do this for a check. We'd be willing to do this from a certain amount of attention from a certain person if it benefits us. So do it for the people you love. Love the people who don't love you. Love the people who curse you. That's what God requires. So... I'm seeing it, and it reminds me of when God said, you know, it feels so good to have someone who understands. It feels so good to have someone who understands, and I couldn't have possibly understood like Jesus did. Jesus do. There's no way possible am I ever required to, you know, pay as, as big a price as he paid for us. But I saw the holes in my hands. I saw them. I felt what it was like to be betrayed over by the by the one you love so much. I felt what it's like to be betrayed over by the people you love so much. And I felt what it's like to feel as if you are dying, being crucified for the people that you love, for their sins, for what they've done. Completely innocent. But I'm not. I'm not completely innocent. I'm just innocent in this situation. I'm blameless. I won't say innocent. I'm blameless in this situation, but I'm not completely innocent like Jesus actually was. 100% sinless, 100% perfect, 100% innocent. So imagine what it's like for Jesus to be that innocent and still have paid that much of a price. 
He he took care of everything all the way along the spectrum for us. He conquered death. There's no reason to be afraid of his way of life. And there's no reason to feel as if anyone can beat him. There's no reason to feel like the way of life that he chooses is weak. That's not weak. Because no one else in this world to have ever existed has ever done it. So how is it weak? If it was weak or easy, it'd probably be done away a whole lot more. He's the strongest man to have ever existed. He's my hero. So, no, you cannot take his place. No, you cannot compare to him. That is a redundant question. I've had people ask me, aren't I like God? Can I be like God for you? Aren't I, you know, just as good as God is? No. You try to give me everything I want. Instead of giving me everything I need, you're not God. You try to be and exert your power over each and every single last person, every chance that you get. You're not God. God let things flow because he, no, he's not frantic or panicky. He's in control. He don't have to be in everything. He just is. He is not taken or drawn by power. He don't need it. He just has it. He is power. So, no, you cannot be. No, you're not better than God. No, you cannot be God to me. And if there's anything outside of you're not actually God and you'll never be God for me and I'll never actually be truly worshiping you like God, not not in my mind, not in my heart. I don't care what you do after that. No, you're not about to provoke me into caring about that. Because by then you'll feel like I actually did acknowledge that. But even if I did, don't change the fact. God has guided me. And everything that happened in between, when it comes down to the real issues and the real facts and the real things that's going on here, you see. You'll see. I'm not everything I should be. But I will be in him as long as I continuously choose him. No, he continuously chooses me. It doesn't matter what you do, how you lead me astray, what plans you have for my life. And that's not me doubting him. That's me accepting that I'm not, you know, you know, I'm not so confident or I haven't made my own plans that I believe that you probably wouldn't stop at certain levels or such great limbs in order to somehow deter me from him. Why wouldn't you? Satan controls you. If you ever want to be God, be in his place or be worshipped as if you are him, Satan controls you because that's all Satan ever wanted. If you submit your will over to God, you would never have a problem with someone else doing it. If you submit your will over to God, you would never feel as if someone needs to worship you as if you are God. You would never feel worshipped as if you are God. You would never feel like a God without God. If you have submitted your will over to God, you never say they worship me if you submitted your will over to God. You never say, you know, I'm who they want, I'm who they need. You're never that vain prideful or arrogant when you've submitted your will over to God unless of course he's pruning it out of you so I am going to continue to fight that's what I can do it's what it is I have to keep fighting and 
if that means, you know, fighting the demons inside of my friends and family and each and every single other last person in this world, I just have to. We have power and authority over demons. We're not even supposed to feel any kind of way towards them. They don't, you know, the only thing about demons that really gets to me is that oftentimes they just, you know, they're there to wear you out. They're like extras. They're extras, you know. It's not really them as the people who choose and accept these demons. I've heard how it works, you know. The demon starts lying to you and you, you start wanting to believe them or you just feel that you can't fight them much longer. And so you tell them to enter you. You have to start fighting that. Don't ever allow a demon to enter you because then you got to fight them back out. But oftentimes I allow demons to enter me because the same reason everybody else, I'm not better than nobody. I'm tired of fighting them or somehow their lies have gotten to me. But when they enter me, I do everything in my power to torture them with the Holy Spirit so that they never come back. Do that if they have to enter you. Try and do everything in my power to keep them from entering you. But if they have to enter you, make sure every second that they're there, you keep your mind and your heart focused on God. You worship in, in, in the Spirit and you are praying so you can torture them into never coming back. You want these demons to be saying to the other demons, no, I can't go over there. I don't like going over there because she tortures me. Last time I was there, she tortured me all night. I hear the demons speaking of me in this manner. They talk to each other like, don't go over there. Don't trust it. She will torture you all night. They have to be more scared of you than the ones that sent them. Torture these demons. I know I'm not. I'm not going to stop torturing these demons. I'm not going to stop doing it that way because you know I wish that I could but these demons they don't respond to nothing else nothing else that's why I say they're very reflective of people because people are possessed by them but as I said keep your mind and heart focused on God pray worship in the spirit torture these demons away from you don't react or respond to nothing no matter what no matter how you have to feel Start practicing as hard as it is how to have a good attitude despite how whatever environment you're in or whatever someone decides to treat you like. Because this is what they're feeding off of. They're feeding off of your negative reactions, negative thoughts, negative feelings and connotations about yourself. That's what they feed off of. Keep a positive attitude. Focus on positivity. Fight the negativity. Keep your mind and heart focused on God and never lose faith or trust in him. Make sure you are confident in him as much as you possibly can be, if not at all times. Practice that at all times. These demons don't have a chance with you. They really are more afraid of you than you are afraid of them. Unless, of course, you show them that you're more afraid of them than they are of you. So... The demons aren't even the biggest problem. You already have power and authority over them in Jesus Christ. It's, as I said, the people. The people who, who accept these demons, who love these demons, who, who nurse these demons. And they're around you, nursing them. They want you to nurse them too. They won't leave you alone or let you let them go or let this lifestyle go. It's really the people. But that's okay because Jesus got them. That's why you need to keep your mind and heart focused on him. Because as long as you're doing that, they cannot touch you despite what they say.